This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. And I haven't been playing doctor online for uh, a couple of weeks now because uh, the the laptop uh, on which I do these shows um, crapped out. And uh, my lovely and wonderful IT person who is my lovely and wonderful wife, Amy. Uh, She figured it out. I had to do some, you know, a couple uh, sent away for something to do, maybe a little repair, and it didn't quite work, and she looked into it more and found that, uh, in fact, we needed to get a new hard drive in uh, in uh, in the laptop. So we did that, and once that was installed and she started getting things back in place, and then, um, uh, just Wednesday night, she set it up with uh, 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 getting the software that I use to record the show up and working. So, those of you who are subscribers on iTunes on Wednesday night or Thursday morning, depending on where you are in the world, uh, you got a new uh, bonus episode came up. So there you go. And that was, that should have been a hint that ooh, Dimland Radio might be coming back. I had said that I would do the uh, bonus episodes uh, when I was telling people that there's not going to be a show because there's technical issues, but I forgot that the technical issues would make it not possible for me to do the bonus episodes because I like to do a little talk before the show, that episode starts so that I can kind of tell you what's going on, when it originally aired, that kind of stuff. All right, so I'm back. And I might as well get uh, get going with uh, uh, with uh, with the uh, with the one of these. Yes, I have a Dimland Radio Arg. Uh, let me explain what the Args are. It's something that really annoys me. You know, I have my pedantic moments, which are just silliness. They're just silliness. I know they're pedantic. It's just me pointing something out that that you know. Well, actually. This is what's true. Uh, and my args are the, the pet peeves that just really get under your skin. That just, ugh. <laughs> and make you say, arg, you know, much like this thing. Uh, we'll say, you know, when I press this button. I love that. <laughs> anyway, um, I listen to podcasts. I think I've mentioned that before. I think you guys, if you're listening to me, you probably listen to other podcasts. And uh, how dare you? This should be the only one you listen to. No, no, no. Of course not. Listen to other ones. Listen to how uh, other ones do it right. And uh, how I struggle. Well, I try to do it right. Before I go into my little arg about it, yes, I'm aware that uh, my show might have some background noise. Uh, traffic comes by. Because I, I set this up in my living room, and I, I shoo my son and wife upstairs so that they're not distracting me, uh, and you know, it's not soundproofed, so I'm aware that traffic noises can be heard in the back once in a while. You know, a car will come by, or a loud motorcycle, or something. And and on you know when you're leading in, like oh I don't know, two three months before the Fourth of July, and two or three months after the Fourth of July, you'll get occasional firework sounds, and they intensify as you get closer to the uh, to the actual holiday. And my neighbors are nuts. <laughs> Not all of them, but some of them. They go out and they get the big stuff. That the, the stuff that you you know that you would see it at, uh, at uh, almost 
the level of the stuff that you would see at uh, amusement parks like Disneyland when they do their fireworks at the end of the day. Not quite there, but you know, big displays that launch way up there and it's just really impressive, especially when you consider in Minnesota those those are illegal. You're not supposed to use those. The fireworks that you can use in Minnesota are the ground display things. That's what you can use. You can't use firecrackers or bottle rockets or anything that launches into the air. You can't use any of that stuff. That stuff is illegal. It's not illegal in South Dakota. It's not illegal in Wisconsin. Those are our neighbors. So, the the you know neighboring states and the and the I'm not sure what's like in Iowa, but. Iowa sucks. I'm just kidding. Minnesota, Iowa rivalry. It goes. It goes way back. Iowa's fine. Uh, but they they go nuts. They go out and they get the stuff and they they launch them and and on Fourth of on the night of Fourth of July, we my son and I will go out and we'll I'll get some of the legal stuff and we'll put that up on our little corner out in front of the house. We'll do that and and then we'll watch the neighbors put their stuff up. It would be perfect if we didn't have any trees around. We get, in Minnesota, we got lots of trees, so at least in this part of Minnesota. You go out west, the trees aren't so much. You start to get to the prairie kind of area, and you don't have so many trees. But here in the Twin Cities, lots of trees. But there are some neighbors that are situated just right that uh, you can get a good view of what's going on. And it's, and it's cool. So anyway, I'm aware that you'll hear these kinds of noises and I really do try to minimize other noises. Uh, for a time, I was using headphones that uh, kind of creaked a lot when I, because I take the headphones off when I do this, and and they would creak a lot when I would do that. And I was like, okay, there's a sound I got to eliminate. So I, I ended up getting some new headphones, and they're uh, they're a bit quieter. And you know, I try not to tap things. I try not. I, I try to not to make too much noise with my chair. Or try, you know, I really do. I really make an effort, and I try to make an effort not to say um, uh, and you know, so much. But it, I, it's not so easy. I, I, I try. Believe me. So I listen to other podcasts, and I've noticed that um, if the podcasters are under the age of forty chances of them, or if they're maybe under the age of 45, the chances of them saying the word like a lot it, it goes up. And the, and the further under 45 you go, the higher it gets. You know, they'll be saying, oh, and it was like, and they were like, and I was like, you know, the, the like thing that, that, that kids, it's a, just a verbal crutch that a generation behind me, I think, started to really grab onto. I don't know why, uh, and occasionally I'll do it, but I try not to. But anyway, here's the thing that drives me nuts. I'll be listening. There's two particular podcasts that I listen to. I'm not going to mention their names. They're good shows. One of them is very, very popular. Very popular. Uh, two hosts on the on on each of these shows. They're both popular, but one of them is very popular. In fact, there was just an article in the Washington Post about this particular podcast. Now, if you read the Washington Post and you've been reading it recently, you might know which podcast I'm speaking of. That one's not as bad as the other one at this annoyance. And I posted on Facebook. Uh, I said, a tip to, uh, a tip to podcasters. Do not drink beverages in glasses with ice in the beverage. You know, do not ice tea, uh, a soda with ice cubes in it, just iced ice water with you know, ice cubes in the water, or or you know an adult beverage like uh, I don't know Scotch on the rocks. Is that something? Is that something adults drink? Don't drink that while you're while you're recording your podcast because when the other host is talking the one that's not talking is taking a sip from that and you hear clinkity clinkity clink clinkity clinkity clink you hear that and it's distracting maybe it's not a problem for you maybe you're you didn't even notice it and the fact that I just brought it up now you're going to notice it and you're going to be mad at me I'm sorry but it just 
and the thing about it is, when I when I posted on Facebook and I, sa- I put that up there and I said, "Don't drink," you know, the beverages with ice in glasses. We can hear the clinking. You know, the listeners can hear the clinking. There were people that responded, commented on there, that were fellow podcasters, and ta- they talked about how, yeah, that's not you know, you should be aware of some of these little sounds. Uh, I have a friend of mine, um, Dave. And Dave just is just it, it's not only is it annoying because it's a sound that's in the show that shouldn't be in the show, but it's annoying because the sound itself is annoying, at least for him. Maybe some there might be some people that just love that noise. You know, we're all different. But I it just and the, and and one podcaster that commented pointed out that these. That the podcast that I was talking about, I don't know if I mentioned it to him or he was, he had an idea. It's it's that, or he listens to other podcasts where that that happens. He said these are edited, these shows are edited. But but you know the ones I'm talking about, the two I'm talking about, they have somebody either they do it themselves or they have someone else do the editing, and they're listening. Now my show, I do it just like just like terrestrial radio. Uh, just like going into a studio, sitting down for an hour, and doing a show. That's what I do here. And so I don't edit. I don't, you know, maybe I should, but that's that's more work. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I don't like to do a lot of work. So, okay, that's my arg. I, you know, please, if you're a podcaster, or if you're thinking about doing a podcast, and you want some advice, at least don't, you know, take the advice that I'm giving you here. Don't drink a beverage in a glass with ice in it because we'll hear the clinkity clink it and it's and it's for me it just makes me do that <laughs> that's what it makes me do okay uh what else got? i got in here let's see got the arg got the other oh i wanted to um speaking of fellow podcasters uh, I listen to one of the podcasts I listen to, and I've listened to it for years, and I've even appeared on it as a guest co-host uh, a handful of times, which is cool. Uh, it's called uh, Stuck in the 80s. I've talked about Stuck in the 80s on this before. It's a really good podcast. If you like the 80s and you like to reminisce about it, uh, Steve Spears is the host and Brad Williams is his co-host. Uh, Steve has been the, the... It was his brainchild pretty, pretty much, and he started the show... 12 years ago? I don't know, 10, well, 10, 10 years ago? 10? 11? <laughs> it's been a long time. There was a little bit of a break in there when he was changing jobs and uh, a long-time co-host that he had, a fellow named Sean Daly, was going off in another direction, wasn't going to be part of the show anymore, so Steve put it on hiatus for a while, wondering, well, am I going to do it anymore? How will, how will this be possible? But then Brad Williams... Uh, who had been a, a, a stuck in the '80s nation member? Uh, he stepped up and said, "Look, uh, I'll co-host it with you." And they've been doing that, and I, geez, been for I've been a few years now with the with the two of them, and they really developed a, a good thing right there. And the reason I'm bringing them up is because I'm naming them Dimland Radio Science Heroes. And the reason I'm doing that uh, on their they did a recent um, podcast where they 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 talked about three movies, three '80s movies that were remakes of earlier films. Steve would always kind of grouse at about at uh, '80s movies being remade today, but uh, some uh, there was a, a a listener that had said, you know, a lot of those '80 movies '80s movies you like are actually remakes themselves. So and they thought, well, that'd be a good idea for a show. And they invited on uh, a guest co-host. I, I forget her name, sorry, but uh, I think she was the one with the idea. I think she was the one that, that told Steve about that. So they invited her on, and they did three movies. I believe hers was No Way Out. That's the Kevin Costner film, where he was uh, he was just you know hitting his stride into his stardom as an actor. He plays a Navy man investigating a murder and seeing if there's a you know, I don't know, some kind of a spy within the White House kind of setup. 
Sean Young is a co-star in there. It's got the twist ending kind of thing, and it's you know it's, it was as I recall, I haven't seen it since it came out. As I recall, it was really good. I really liked it, and I believe when I saw it, I was surprised by the twist ending. And the guest on uh, Stuck in the Eighties had just he had mentioned Sean Young, and Sean Young has a uh, she's she's an actor with a reputation of being difficult and maybe emotionally problematic. I don't know, you know. I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist. I can't diagnose her, but she's got she's she's had stories about her out there where she might not be mentally stable. Don't know. But one of the things that uh, the the the, you know, the guest on Stuck in the Eighties mentioned was she's uh, she's into the conspiracy theory stuff. Oh, I'm gonna be talking about some conspiracy theory too tonight. Oh boy, way to get a load of this stuff. But she's you know Sean Young's into this conspiracy theory stuff, and she's an anti-vax. And the guest didn't like that idea of being anti-vax. And. Brad didn't like the idea of being anti-vax. And Steve didn't like the idea of being anti-vax. So it's my... I, I'll have to search out her name, because I'll I have to put her on it, too. But uh, for sure, uh, Steve Spears and Brad Williams, the hosts of Stuck in the 80s, are Dimland Radio Science heroes, because they quite... Bl- Brad was a little more soft... In his approach, than than Steve was, Brad said, you know, if you're against, if you're an anti-vax type, you know, we, you know it's we. I don't want to bring it all up here on the show, but you know, contact me, we can talk about this. You know, and, and but he, it's just not a, a good idea. And I talked to him privately about about praising him, thanking him for for taking that stand. And he said his son had gotten the mumps, where he should not have gotten the mumps because that should not, nobody should be getting the mumps. We have vaccines that it sh- they should be gone. But there are people, the anti-vaxxers are, well. So Brad was not happy with anti-vaxxers. And Steve Spears even was even more blunt. He pretty much said, hey, if we lose, those, if we lose listeners who are anti-vaxxers, he pretty much said, I don't care. It's just, we, that's, that's just, he doesn't truck with that idea. So... Uh, so yeah, uh, Brad Williams and uh, and Steve Spears and their guest. Damn, I wish I would have written her name down. But when I do the show notes up, I will find what her name is and I'll put it in there. The three of them are Dimland Radio Science heroes. So congratulations! It you'll get nothing in the mail. You'll receive no kind of uh, I don't know, just a warm feeling from hearing that I said that you're a science hero. How about that? Because. That's about the most I can do. All right, you're listening to... I'm going to take my break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I shall return after this break. Sit tight. Or hang loose, whichever. There is no language in our love. Outbreaks of whooping cough, or pertussis, are happening across the United States. This serious respiratory disease can be deadly for babies. By getting the whooping cough vaccine, called Tdap, during the third trimester of each pregnancy, women can pass antibodies to their babies to help protect them until they're old enough to receive their own vaccine. Learn more at cdc.gov slash pertussis slash pregnant. That's pertussis, P-E-R-T-U-S-S-I-S. Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? 
What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Doubtful News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit doubtfulnews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Doubtful News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Doubtful News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? Station identification. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Operating frequency on ztalkradio.com. And welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, speaking of anti-vax, uh, this show originates from the Twin Cities in, in Minnesota. And uh, if you've been watching the news, I'm not sure how national this story is, but it might be somewhat, uh, because there was an article in Wired Magazine about it, and uh, and uh, at least I think there was. I couldn't read the whole thing because you have to sign up for some. <laughs> please <laughs> sign up for and pay like a buck or something. Not, not that I don't have a buck, but come on, internet's free, right? <laughs> I I no I uh, anyway, in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis in particular, there has been a measles outbreak. Uh, over the last several weeks, and it's uh, mainly concentrated within the uh, Somali American community that's uh, located in this area in Minneapolis, uh, and what the article's talking about is that uh, you know the anti-vaxxers have spread some fear to these these uh, Somali immigrants about you know about uh, vaccines causing autism, which is total bullshit. It doesn't cause autism. And it's, there was a point made on one of the shows I listened to, and I thought that was rather good. It's, well, would you, would you rather have a dead child or an autistic child? I mean, assuming, let's, let's assume that vaccines might cause autism. Let's assume that's possible. Well, would you rather have a, a, a living child with autism, or you know, have a kid catch uh, measles and maybe die, because people die from measles. Children die from measles, especially babies that can't be vaccinated. And it's the herd immunity, which I just I, I think uh, uh, on the uh, Skeptic's Guide to the Universe they said that the, there's a new way of phrasing that. Herd immunity means uh, once you get above. 90% or 95% uh, vaccination rates in a certain area, There's it really protects the people that aren't able to be vaccinated. Maybe it was the Stuck in the 80s podcast, but there's calling it community immunity. <laughs> Which, okay, whichever works. But we've got, at uh, as of two days ago, that's the most recent report I could find, in Minnesota there's 51 cases of measles where there should be zero, or, or maybe one. <laughs> it's, but, you know, because vaccines aren't 100% uh, effective. They're very close. Nothing's 100% effective. And they're not 100% safe. You're, they, some people might have reactions to them, but when you weigh the cost-benefit, the benefits far outweigh the costs. When somebody starts going on, on, on Facebook about how bad the vaccines are and how you know they're terrible and how they're they're you know uh, how they're uh, uh, killing our kids or spreading autism all that kind of stuff and it's just, I'm not vaccinating my kids and or stuff like that I usually put in got polio I didn't come up with that somebody else came up with it I think it's great but that's the one comment got polio have you got it you know and if they say no I don't have it well you know when your kids get polio 
if they do, which I hope they don't, well, talk to me then uh, again about how bad vaccines are. And so, you know, where the anti-vaxxers go, vaccine-preventable diseases follow. Yeah, so that story is continuing, and they're trying, they're making strong efforts, you know, the local government and the Somali uh, uh, advocacy groups or whatever that's, that's trying to really get these, these parents in that community to vaccinate their kids and themselves. You know, this, we're trying to contain it to keep it you know, from anybody else getting it, and hopefully nobody dies. And I, it's, I suppose it's fairly rare, but it does happen. Somebody can you can die from measles, like I said, especially babies. All right, where am I? Oh, I alluded to a. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to save that. <laughs> uh, Stephen Fry was in the news lately. Do you know who Stephen Fry is? Oh, he's this British dude. Uh, I think he's terrific. Uh, he's an actor. Uh, he's a uh, he's an intellectual. He's funny. He's a comedian. Comedian, I suppose you can kind of say that. He's just he's a celebrity over there in the UK. He's known here in the states. Uh, he's probably not as well known as Hugh Laurie, uh, but they the two of them were teamed up together early in their acting career. And I think they had a series called Hugh and Laurie. No, not Hugh and Laurie. Uh, Fry and Laurie. I think that was what it was called. And it was a comedy skit kind of show or something, I'm not, whatever. And um, people know Hugh Laurie because of the popular Fox program, House. And he played the Dr. House guy. So, well, all right, so Stephen Fry, he's one of these guys that I really like. I mean, I love Stephen Fry. He's great. He's He used to host this show called QI, which is a comedy panel show where they do it's kind of like a game show sort of and they have comedians and funny people come in and on the panel they'll have four people and Stephen will be the host and they'll ask these questions and 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 they try to get things right uh once in a while they get something wrong but it's it's very entertaining and i've only been able to watch it on youtube so just look up qi he doesn't host it anymore there's somebody else has taken over and she's she's good but uh, i just you know she's no Stephen fry but she's good uh, anyway, so Stephen Fry got in the news recently because in 2015 he was invited onto some program on Irish television uh, hosted by a fellow named Gay Byrne, which is is not uh, an especially joyous insult. It's actually the guy's name. He's he's uh, I don't know, he must be you know a very devout Catholic kind of guy. I'm assuming he's Catholic. It's Irish, you know. I assume Catholic. Uh, and he had Stephen Fry on the show, and Stephen Fry is a, is a well-known atheist. And so the question was put to, to Stephen that suppose heaven's real, God's real, that you're, that you're wrong, and you die, and you find yourself at the pearly gates, what do you say to God? And, and, and Stephen's uh, answer was, um, you know, he looks at, he says he'd say to God, uh, bone cancer in children? What's that about? That was his first bit there, and he didn't have kind words for for God. Uh, let's see, he he said he was capricious and mean spirited and stupid. Said other things. He also said that he could he could easier, more easily accept the Greek gods. I think he said the Greek ones, maybe the Roman ones, but they're essentially the same. He could accept them because they never made the, 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 they never had the pretense to not having all the human foibles that humans had. They just have all these powers, but they're and they're immortal, I guess. So you see, they were they weren't pretend that the idea that God, you know, is all powerful, all knowing, all whatever. And so that's he he went into that. Now some uh, atheists kind of analyzed uh, Stephen Fry's answer and said, "Well, you know, it's kind of it's it's not that earth shattering." But I thought it was pretty good what he said. And you can see in there this host, this 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 gay burn fellow, uh, kind of do an eye roll thing. Now I don't know if it was just edited to make it look like he was eye rolling at that point, or if it was some other point in the interview he does an eye roll. I don't know if it was a true edit. You know, like this reaction is the reaction you see from him is from what. Stephen Fry just said, I don't know, 
because when you have the power of the editing bay, you can do all kinds of stuff. You can make things look however you want it to look, if you're good at it. And this was two years ago. In 2009, in Ireland, the government passed some, legisla some legislation which yeah, blasphemy laws. And I think they went into effect in 2010. Blasphemy laws. What the hell? Blasphemy? What, what century are we living in? You know, the Inquisition. Let's begin. I, I, for Pete's sake, it, it's, I thought it, that was the reaction of a lot of atheists. Which, what? It, you know, and then, uh, I mean, the intention of the law was because, I guess, because, you know, uh, Ireland is heavily Catholic, obviously, uh, the intention of the law was to the minority religions not to be um, disrespected or whatever. I, but <laughs> but a law like that can be used, you know, for the majority religion to, to go after people who have made bad said you know, you know that said that uh, you know Catholicism uh, Catholicism is the mother of all bad ideas or something or or uh, or that the God of uh, of the Christians and the Jews and the, and 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 the Muslims is capricious, mean spirited, and stupid, which Stephen Fry did. Well, someone complained. They, they formed a, they, they filed a formal complaint and an investigation began to look into Stephen Fry to see if uh, he was guilty of uh, breaking the blasphemy laws. And that, that story came out while I was away from doing a show. But luckily, a follow-up story came out where the Irish authorities have decided to, to stop the investigation because the number of complaints was one was that one guy. And unlike here in the United States where one person complains about something and schools have to change policies, it seems. Maybe that, maybe I'm exaggerating. Uh, in Ireland, the law enforcement authority said, yeah, you know, one person, that's not enough outrage. You know, what are we, you know come on. <laughs> come on. And to his credit, they don't, the Guardian... Uh, it's a newspaper over there in the UK. Has the story, uh, and they don't give the guy's name, the com the person who complained, but they do quote the man. After the Irish authorities decide not to pursue charges, or to pursue an investigation to see if he was, if Stephen Fry was guilty of, of blasphemy, and so the fellow that he his he was quoted as saying after this that the decision not to pursue the, the the deal he says I did my civic duty in reporting it the guard did their civic civic duty in investigating it I am satisfied with the results well you know the guy lost a couple points for filing the complaint but you know for being it's like okay you know all right. You guys looked into it. I, I, I did my part. You did your part. You don't think it merits anything? Okay, fine. <laughs> so he gets back a few points. Maybe not a full ten. Well, we'll give him seven points. <laughs> not the full ten. Uh, what else have I got? Okay. Um, this is a, a weird one. This one's... I... How do I start this? Have you guys heard of the Mandela Mandela effect? The man, yeah, the Mandela effect. Nelson Mandela. That's it, Mandela effect. Have you heard of it? It's it, it, what it is. Is a, it's a psychological uh, phenomenon. It has to do with memory, and it can affect a lot of people. It, it, a lot of people will get it wrong, it, the same way. They'll remember something wrong the same way. And it's more of a demonstration of how your brain is, you know, memory is not videotape. Your, it's, your memories don't work that way. And they're, you're, they're pliable and, and they're easily influenced. And you shouldn't completely trust them. And the an, an example of the Mandela effect uh, is... The song 
We Are the Champions by Queen. I brought this up with the Minnesota Skeptics just this past Thursday, and they were all looking at me the same way I was looking at the article that was using that as an example, and because I, I, I needed to make it clear. What are the last three words of the song We Are the Champions? What are the last three words that Freddie Mercury sings as the song comes to an end? Think about it. A lot of people maybe a majority of people, will remember the lyrics as being, the last three words being, of the world. When actually, the last three words are, are the champions. Part of we are the champions. Now, I should be clear on this, he does sing within the song, we are the champions of the world. But when you get to the very end, it just... He sings, you know, no time for losers because we are the champions of the world. And then it just kind of fades out to an end. There's, he does, oh, wait a minute, what did I just do? Do you know what I just did? I just fell victim to the, the Mandela effect. I was wrong. What do you know? <laughs> I just felt it. No, see, that's what everybody, how everybody remembers it. That's how I remembered it. it so it's, it's, it doesn't do the of the world part. It goes... We, you know, no time for losers because we are the champions. And then it fades out. Listen to the song. Go get your Queen Greatest Hits album out and listen to it. Or, you know, you've got that, haven't you? We've got some Queen. You give, go get your Queen collection and get it out and listen to the song. Wow, I just fell victim to the, the Mandela effect right there. Because I, I did. I thought that's what it was. I kept sitting there, what? And then, and then I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. Then when I, when I read through that piece, I read it very carefully a second time and understood that, okay, they're not saying within the song, they're saying at the end of the song. Then I thought, oh, and then I started thinking, listening to it myself in my head, thinking, you know, I think I can hear it now, just ending that way. And then I, they had the video linked in their article, so I watched it, and sure enough, okay, that's the Mandela effect. People think, you know, they get it wrong. And, and, the, and it, gets, it gets its name the Mandela effect, because so many people believe that Nelson Mandela, the, the, the world leader in South Africa, who was imprisoned because of the apartheid thing, and he was battling against apartheid, and he was imprisoned, and when apartheid began to collapse, he gets released from prison. He, uh, he becomes president of South Africa in 1994 and, and served until 1999. And then afterward, he you know, went on to, to continue to fight uh, racism around the world and, and uh, do whatever he you know, was doing. And he died in, 20, in December 2013. But many, many people remember, quote-unquote, Nelson Mandela dying in prison. He did not. He did not die in prison. He was released from prison. But so many people... So that's how it got the name the Mandela Effect. Now, somehow... I, well, I, I, it kind of makes sense. Those people who are prone to accept paranormal explanations for things, those people who are prone to conspiracy theory, take the, the Mandela Effect and they apply it a little differently. Instead of it being a glitch in your memory, uh, yes, a commonly held glitch in the memory, instead of it being that, they think it's something far deeper, far more metaphysical. And I'll tell you what they think it is when I get back from this break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I shall be back shortly. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Hi, I'm Amanda Pete 
Like all new parents, my husband and I want what's best for our baby. When it was time for our daughter's immunizations, we wanted the facts. So we carefully researched vaccines. We spoke with doctors and other experts and asked some tough questions. We decided the vaccines were the best thing for our child. I urge you to get the facts. Learn the facts about vaccines so you can make the best healthcare decisions for your family. Thank you. A message from the American Academy of Pediatrics and vaccinateyourbaby.org. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Dr. Dim might even have a guest or two. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio network guest or two right i am living on channel you're listening to z talk radio network Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. Okay, this is going to get a little weird and quite ludicrous. Okay, so those folks that are a little prone toward the conspiracy theory and toward the paranormal and the metaphysical and that kind of stuff, they look at the Mandela effect as being... um, Moments where uh, people connect with a parallel universe. See, it's you know the idea that there's multiple universes, which hasn't been proven, right? It's it's kind of a theory or a hypothesis, and and you know it's the string theory and the M theory and all this kind of quantum stuff and all this kind of somehow all kind of mix, mixes together. I've been hearing about how it might be possible to detect two universes bumping into each other, like one kind of bumping into ours and maybe to be able to detect it, it's maybe possible. As far as I know, it hasn't been confirmed that uh, we have bumped into another universe. And even if there are multiple universes, I don't know why people think that they're necessarily parallel. Like there's a universe that has, you know, that, that's kind of opposite of what we got going here. I mean, in that universe, you know, I've got lots of money. <laughs> or, or as those that might think of the more paranormal idea of of the Mandela effect, in that universe, Mandela did die in prison. And we're, we're somehow connecting to that parallel universe. And the conspiracy theorists might be there too, but the, the conspiracy theorists look at the Mandela effect as being, I, I, if I'm understanding this correctly, from their point of view, they're looking at it as, Someone, you know, they are changing our history. They're, they're, they're you know, they're, you know, the, the way, the way we remember it when we're remembering it wrong, because of the Mandela effect. You know, those of us like like myself react properly when we find out that we fell victim to the the Mandela effect. We say, "Oh, well, I was wrong about that." Well, what do you know? Those that don't react the way I do, uh, they, you know, like a conspiracy theorist would say, oh, well, now they are telling us that this happened when, you know, when we all remember it being this way. But they are saying it now. This is what historians are telling us about our history. They're changing it. I think that's, I think that's where the conspiracy theorists are kind of going. And 
I have a, a, a Facebook friend, and he's a fellow Z-talker, and I don't want to talk too bad about him. He's a decent guy, but he is in that conspiracy theory kind of mind. He thinks he's skeptical, but he's he's not quite. Not He's not doing it right. <laughs> he's in the, you know, I don't believe what the government tells me. Uh, I don't believe the standard model explanation for whatever the phenomenon is. That's the mode he's in. That's his skepticism. I'm skeptical of that. Well, I'm a skeptical of where all the evidence is pointing. Because I don't know why. Because I can't accept the fact that uh, there could be a small cause to such a big event. And specifically, this relates to the, the, the assassination of President Kennedy. Which, you know, you and I know who did it. Lee Harvey Oswald did it. He did it. He did it by himself. He did it. Okay? <laughs> the evidence is overwhelming, pointing to him. But the anomaly hunters will find their anomalies, and they don't understand things, and just, it's, it, whatever. So, here's an anomaly that's come up. I guess it was last summer was this first... I don't know, maybe it was before, but this is the earliest I'm finding videos. If you, I will warn you though, if you search for Mandela Effect JFK on YouTube, probably the first video that comes up, or at least one of the ones, is, I was watching one, and they, they, they show that bit of the Zapruder film where the kill shot takes place, you know, the, you know, Kennedy's head exploding. Now, you may have seen that. I've seen it several times, and you do kind of get, if you see it over and over again, you do get a little inured to it. You know, it's like, okay. But still, after a while, I, I still look at it and think, you know, I'm watching some guy's head blow up. I don't, I, you know, this isn't Michael Ironside making some guy's head blow up in a movie. This is a real person who was alive. And was still alive after the head, you know, he was alive for a while. He didn't die right there. I think he died in the hospital. But anyway, I, mean, I could be wrong. But in that video, I will warn you. They warn you in the video. It's one of those where they do a voiceover with like a computer-generated voice because they don't want their voice heard, or maybe they can't record a voice, so they use a computer to do it. My son suggested that, that reason. It warns the viewer that the following scenes are going to be graphic and they may want to close their eyes for a moment a moment okay they said a moment in their world a moment lasts four minutes four minutes with the shot being shown over and over and over again and freeze framed and just oh god <laughs> <laughs> That's four minutes is not a moment. Oh, I suppose in the greater scheme of things it's nothing, but but a moment of silence doesn't last four minutes. Alright. Where was I? There's this let me ask you. Think about this. Think back to that 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 you may not have been alive. But you might have seen footage of it and read stories about it and seen pictures of it and all that. How many people were in the car, were in that convertible Lincoln uh, that, was, that was the vehicle in which Kennedy was shot? How many people? And, and Governor Connolly, he was shot as well. How many people were in that? Think about it. I asked my wife this question. I asked myself this question. The answer both my wife and I came up with was, was four. We we're thinking, you know, the driver, the governor, the president, and the president's wife. That's, you know, that's what she thought. She said it was four. You know, that's, that's, okay. Well, no. There were six people in the vehicle. The driver, I assume a Secret Service agent, were in the front seat. In the middle row was Governor Connolly and his wife. And in the back row was President Kennedy and his wife. There were six people in the car. So this has been grabbed onto by the conspiracy theorists, or by some of them, as this is somehow significant. And they start showing 
they, they start showing their own answer as to why so many people thought there were four people in the car. They start showing their own answer. They start showing examples of reenactments that were done where I think, for convenience, they just used a convertible. You know, it might have been the same, it might have been a Lincoln, but they just used a convertible it, to do the, you know, to show how, you know, this came in. They didn't use the same kind of car in the reenactments that they, that this conspiracy theorist was putting up there in one of his other videos. Not the one with showing the head exploding over and over and over. Or, and there's a museum, apparently, there's a museum that is uh, dedicated, or at least one part of it is dedicated to this day in, in November in 1963 in Dallas. And it has a Lincoln convertible there with a front row and a back row. And, you know, with, so, you know, it's not, it's not three rows, not six people. It just has Kennedy and Mrs. Kennedy sitting in the back seat. That's all they have. They're kind of uh, like, you know, like mannequins type things. But, and I think their heads turn. It's a little creepy. <laughs> it's a little creepy that you would have such a thing, and it, so there's somehow they're saying that now history is telling us that there were six people in the car. And my friend from Z Talk was kind of going in that direction, and I said he's kind of saying, you know, how does it go from that to whatever? And I said, you know, if unless somebody's changing history or something, he's suggesting that. And I said, or there were always six people in the car, and we're just remembering it wrong. And as I said, all these reenactments and pictures, like there's a picture in, I think, Life magazine that shows the, the, uh, uh, the uh, convertible uh, with a door open and the back, the back door for the back seat open and some flowers laid in, you know, in, the, in the seat well, in the, where you put your feet, <laughs> in the seat well of the back seat. And they're saying, see, even Life magazine is showing that, you know, the wrong car. Or was it the right car? And it's, uh, there's, there's, it's, it's so. It, it was. I thought, okay, let's, 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 let's take this to the absurd. There's that museum, that has only President Kennedy and Jackie Kennedy in the car. So I, I commented in the YouTube thread, in the comment thread, and I said, oh man, I always thought there were four people in the car. Now, obviously, there were only two, and it was a driverless car. Now, how Connolly got shot, I don't know, but <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, okay, and as if that's not exasperating enough, somehow, and this was the video where they're showing the president's head exploding again and again and again, somehow, this conspiracy theorist comes up with a different idea of who killed Kennedy. I've never heard this suggestion. I... It, it, they said the, you know, there was a conspiracy theory that the driver shot Kennedy. But now that it was six people in the car, that's when it was four people in the car. So now that they realized there were six people in the car because uh, the men, uh, uh, because history got changed or something, now it wouldn't be possible for the driver to have done it. He would have had to reach over you know, Mrs. Connolly. He was driving. The, uh, anyway, no, no, no. Somebody come up with, has come up with a different shooter that did the kill shot. They, I don't know how they, they did some hand-waving explanations why the president started choking. He started choking, you know, when he was reacting to being shot in the neck, you know, the shot that came from behind, above, from a, a rifle shot by Lee Harvey Oswald, and it went through his neck and then went into Governor Connolly and went rattled around in Governor Connolly a little bit and ended up in his thigh, you know, the supposed magic bullet, which isn't a magic bullet at all if you set up the two, two fellows the way they were set on that day, that the trajectory is fine and it can be replicated, not exactly, but very close, close enough, I mean, I mean, where the number of wounds are corresponding, but anyway, <clears throat> so somehow he starts choking, and then Jackie Kennedy pulls her husband over to her, and with her left hand, she has a handgun, which she puts, I guess, up under his chin, and she pulls the trigger and blows his brains out. That's right. Jackie killed JFK. I don't think even Oliver Stone would go that far. So, what? what if she wanted to kill him, why there? 
<laughs> and they, they show the video that's looking and she's she's taking her hand it's her hand it's just before she starts to go off onto the back of the car to try to grab a bit of her husband's head to keep it from falling away because maybe that'll help save him she she's i mean who, who's thinking straight in that moment somebody's shooting at us somebody just shot my husband and there's part of his head falling off the back of the car i'm gonna go get it it, 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 they freeze frame and they zoom in. You can't see anything. She was wearing, I think she was wearing white gloves so her hands appear white. And they think, is this the handgun she's going to hide? What? That's, oh, man, it just, it was so painful. <laughs> it was, you really, really have to twist it. You know, you know why his head blew up that way? Because a bullet came in from above and behind, hit him in the back of the head, and came out about the right side of his head. And the 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 force of the bullet coming out blew out his brain, and caused that you know the pink mist, and had that all happen. It's, and it's gruesome. That's why, because the bullet that came from behind and above came from a rifle shot by Lee Harvey Oswald. He did it. conspiracy theorists they're just they just don't want to believe that one little man insignificant little man could do something so historically significant and it's just it may be difficult to accept but that's how things happen but before i leave this particular topic i need to tell you something i need to read to you a comment I got from my fellow Z-Talker, who believes himself to be a skeptic, but I think of him more of as a conspiracy theorist. And I was commenting on this post, and I said, what does the Mandela effect have to do with this? And he says, he writes this. He's a, he's a do-your-research kind of guy. Do your research, which translates to read the books on my shelf. I can't take credit for that. My friend Chris Brown. He's a skeptic. He said that. I, I thought it was brilliant. Read the books on my shelf. And then we expanded to go to the websites I go to. That's the true information. That's kind of what he is. That's kind of what he does. And this is, part, this is a part of a comment he addressed to me. He says, explain the three rows of seats and six occupants. This is what I'm talking about. Research the Mandela effect, then get back to me. Listen carefully now. Listen carefully. This was the next thing he wrote after telling me to research the Mandela effect and then get back to him. He writes, Why it's called that, I have no idea. <laughs> You're telling me to research the Mandela effect? And I did comment back to him. You're telling me to research the Mandela Effect and you don't even know how it got its name? Good night, our doctor. Good night, Thank you. Frau Blucher. Not a moment too soon. Oh, well. Another show. Be skeptical and remember that uh, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Jackie Kennedy didn't shoot JFK, okay? It's just not, it just didn't happen. This has been Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons, reminding you to sleep with the lights off. Research the Mandela Effect and then get back to me and tell me why it's called that. You can check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission.
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people. Well, I'm going to hell.